Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my review of AEW Dynamite. Starting off the evening with our first match of the night, it is Dustin Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Um, again, it was a good opening matchup, back and forth matchup between both Dustin and Malachi Black. Malachi hits a back body drop on Dustin, or a backdrop, if you will, on Dustin, onto the announcer's table that looked absolutely brutal. Uh, Malachi was keeping the pace of the match. Malachi was working on the legs of Dustin. Dustin gets up, hits a power slam on Malachi Black in the middle of the ring. Malachi then grabs Cody's boot underneath the ring, throws it to Dustin. Obviously, this really irritates Dustin Rhodes. Dustin then hits a Canadian Destroyer on Malachi Black. It looked absolutely brutal, but Malachi ultimately hits a fade to Black on Dustin Rhodes, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Malachi Black. Couple things I'll take away from this match. Number one, like I said, man, this was a great opening matchup for Dynamite last night, especially with you know how all out was. Um, it does look like Malachi Black is completely trying to destroy the Nightmare family, which is going to be absolutely just it's just the amount of stuff that he's done since he's been in AEW, man, it's just and it's been absolutely crazy. His entrance is awesome. Um, but this ultimately sets up a match between Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes, a rematch, which I believe will take place on the September 22nd show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, looks like it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Cody come back to AEW. What's he going to say? Is he going to retire? Or is he going to stick around with AEW for a little while? So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But hats off to Malachi Black for getting a win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have a CM Punk segment. Punk says that he's ready to compete, especially after the match they had with Darby Allen at at All Out, which was a fantastic match. Uh, But Taz ends up interrupting Punk. Punk then calls out Team Taz, especially referring to Ricky Starks. So will we see a match between CM Punk and Ricky Starks, possibly for the uh, FTW Championship? I'm all for it, man. All for it. I think CM Punk, I think a lot of people were a little apprehensive about his match with Darby Allin at All Out. Um, I can honestly say, man, after seven years of being out of the ring, CM Punk looked phenomenal. He looked great, man. I look like he has not lost the beat uh, and gave Darby Allen one hell of a match at All Out. So, again, definitely looking forward to what's going to happen with CM Punk next. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Will Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Again, this was a good matchup. Hobbs quickly attacks Dante, uh, Dante Martin. Uh, Hobbs was keeping the pace of the match with Hobbs hitting a devastating spine buster on Dante Martin. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Will Hobbs. Again, this is a really good matchup, and I had to give a little praise to Dante Martin, man. That guy is definitely an up-and-coming talent for AEW, uh, and I feel like he has a very high ceiling in AEW, man. The stuff that this the guy does in the ring is just crazy. I, I saw the uh, springboard backflip that he did off the bottom rope, which was absolutely insane. Uh, the kid has a lot of talent, a lot of talent, and... Um, Obviously, I'm sure he's waiting for his brother to come back into AEW from injury so they can have the top flight tag team again. I think they would be a hell of a tag team. I think they would give the Lucha Bros one hell of a match, in my honest opinion. And in my, honestly, I think AEW has, if not the best tag team division in all of professional wrestling right now, hands down. Their tag team division for AEW is just absolutely phenomenal, man. But hats off to Will Hobbs for getting a win in this matchup. Moving on from that. Uh, we have a segment with Dan Lambert uh, from the American Top Team. Uh, Lambert pretty much mocks Dynamite, mocks the fans. 
Um, but I will say this, man. I don't really understand why Dan Lambert is at AEW. I don't know what the hell he's really doing there. Um, I obviously know who American Top Team is, a great uh, fight team for MMA. Uh, training guys, obviously, like Jorge Masvidal, uh, Andre Olofsky, so on and so forth. But I don't understand why he's there. I don't understand why he's working with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky either. And I just don't think it really makes sense, man. Uh, Dan Lambert has been on AEW television for a couple weeks now. And I have no idea where they're going with this. I mean, when he first showed up to AEW, I believe it was Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunez that showed up with Dan Lambert. So I don't know where this whole thing is coming into play. But I will say this. Um, Dan Lambert also did some work with Impact Wrestling. You know, obviously American Top Team showing up. Bobby Lashley, I believe, even uh, was training under Dan Lambert and American Top Team when Bobby Lashley was working with Impact Wrestling. Um, King Mo um, also worked with Impact Wrestling and also a, you know, former MMA fighter. Uh, and they had matches in Impact with, you know, the American Top Team and having Kobe Covington involved and Bobby Lashley and, and uh, King Mo. I'm hoping that's not what we're getting here for AEW. I just don't think that's needed. Uh, a big fan of MMA, a big fan of the UFC, but I don't know how this whole American Top Team thing with Dan Lambert really fits into the mold or the fold, if you will, with AEW. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we kind of get a hint or an understanding at least what the hell Dan Lambert is really doing on AEW television. But as far as that, I mean, I thought the promo was absolutely trash. I, I just didn't really agree with it because I have no idea where he's going with the whole American Top Team thing and eat the page of Scorpio Sky, so... But moving on from that, we go into our next segment of the night. It is MJF. MJF says that he beat Jericho clean at All Out, which was false. Um, MJF, this is Pillman's family because Brian Pillman, they were in Cincinnati last night. Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, rest in peace to Brian Pillman, um, made a humongous name for himself. It's his hometown. Uh, MJF was obviously dissing uh, Pillman's family. Pillman Jr. ends up showing up. Uh, MJF ends up dissing Pillman's mom, which was, I thought, a little bit brutal. Uh, Pillman then attacks MJF. Wardlow then attacks Pillman as well. Griff Garrison comes out and gets leveled by Wardlow. A um, couple of things I'll say about this segment with MJF. <clears throat> Number one, you can't deny the guy's mic skills. You can't do that. No, he's phenomenal on the mic, and he's one hell of a heel. But I do think some people are probably taking a little offense of probably what he said last night towards Brian Pillman Jr., and Brian Pillman's family. Um, it was a little bit over the top. I understand he's trying to get over and trying to make himself a heel, and I get that. But, you know, he even mentioned that, you know, having the crowd jump the barricade to attack him, and that's happened before on MJF. So you kind of have to – I understand what he's trying to do. I get that, and he's a phenomenal heel at that, one of the best heels in the business. Um, but you're kind of asking for trouble because there's probably going to be one fan that's going to, you know, jump that barricade and attack you. It's just going to happen. If, if you're asking for it, it's probably going to happen, unfortunately. So, you know, like I said, he's a great heel, phenomenal mic skills. But I think his, you know, promo that he had against Pillman's family was a little bit over the top last night. But uh, all in all, it was a decent uh, promo last night. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next schedule match of the night. It is Ruby Soho making her AEW Dynamite debut against Jamie Hayter. Um, again, it was a good, decent matchup. Uh, Ruby Riot was keeping the pace of the match with her ultimately hitting the finish on Jamie Hayter. Pins her for the three, and your winner of the match is Ruby Soho. A couple of things I'll take away from this match, too. Number one, it's great to see 
an additional female talent to the AEW women's roster because they desperately need it. I've mentioned that multiple times in the past. That is, that is one thing that's kind of crippling AEW right now is their women's roster. Adding the addition of Ruby Soho makes the roster obviously way better than what it was. And her getting the win at the Casino Battle Royal at All Out puts her right in that tunnel contention against Britt Baker, possibly at full gear, which I'm all for that. Um, I'm hoping, though, that AEW does sign future female talent to the roster because it's needed. It's desperately needed. And right now, everything that's going on is definitely a tailspin of what AEW is doing right now. I mean, it's absolutely one hell of a roller coaster ride right now of what they're doing. So, again, hats off to Ruby Soho for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It is the Dark Order versus the Pinnacle. Um, again, it was a good matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both teams. The Dark Order keeping the pace of the match. But Pinnacle ultimately hit the finish on the Dark Order, pinned them for the three, and your winners of the match are the Pinnacle. After the match, though, you can see Dark Order end up fighting each other inside the ring. So, again, it was a good matchup, but there's a lot of questions with the Dark Order right now. You know, obviously, Adam Page kind of left the Dark Order, did his own thing, has been off television for a little while now. Um, who knows what the Dark Order is going to do right now? A lot of people are pointing towards possibly Bray Wyatt, um, Wyndham Rotunda to come into AEW and kind of take control of the Dark Order, which I'm all for that, man. I think it would be absolutely great. Um, I believe his non-complete cause ends October 29th, right before full gear. So, it's, I'm not saying we can or we won't, but it's a good possibility that we might see Bray Wyatt show up at full gear, which, I mean, if that happens, man, that place is going to completely erupt. He's one of the top free agents out there right now that everybody's waiting to see what he will do. So adding an addition to, like Bray Wyatt to AEW, man, is just going to be absolutely insane. But hats off to Pinnacle for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next segment of the night. It is the Elite. Uh, Don Cowles talks about All Out and Omega and the match they had against Christian. Uh, Don Cowles talks about uh, Omega being uh, PW Insider's number one wrestler of the year, uh, which, again, congrats to Kenny Omega. Adam Cole was here. Adam Cole pretty much tells Tony Schiavone off, especially about the whole stuff with him and Britt Baker. Um, Adam Cole says that he's elite. Um Adam Cole also mentioned that he will make his AEW Dynamite debut next week, which I'm all for that. Uh, Brian Danielson ends up showing up as well. Danielson ends up attacking Omega, and then pretty much the Elite end up attacking uh, Brian Danielson. Then the Jurassic Express comes out. Frankie Kazarian comes out. So it, it was just craziness. But it was actually announced after that uh, Elite segment happened that Adam Cole's first opponent and his AEW debut next week will be none other than Frankie Kazarian, which is going to be absolutely insane. And I can't wait to see Adam Cole's debut for AEW Dynamite, man. It's going to be absolutely insane. Moving on from that, we go into our main event of the evening. It is John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Again, this was a great matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Moxley and Suzuki. Uh, John was keeping the pace of the match with Moxley ultimately hitting the paradigm shift on Minoru Suzuki. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is John Moxley. Um, again, I had John Moxley getting the win in this match. I think, like I said before in my preview predictions, I think John Moxley is the catalyst right now to keep that forbidden door open between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And <clears throat> to be honest with you, it seems like we are, we're constantly starting to get matches between John Moxley and somebody from New Japan. Uh, Moxley has hinted in many promos that he's been sending over contracts over to New Japan 
waiting for someone to answer the call. And then we get usually, I think, all out, we got Kojima. Then, obviously, last night we got Minoru Suzuki, which was huge, a big name that came over from New Japan. I We could possibly see at full gear John Moxley versus Tanahashi, uh, which I think would be absolutely insane and would blow the roof off that place. And then pay-per-view would be crazy. I think full gear is going to be a really good pay-per-view. I really do. I think with the likes of Bray Wyatt possibly being a free agent and joining AEW, his non-compete cause ends October 29th. Full gear, I believe, is November 12th or 13th. I mean, you could slide Bray Wyatt right into that fold at full gear. You know, now we have Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole on the roster as well. Man, full gear is going to be insane because there's no way that they're not going to book CM Punk, Brian, you know, Brian Danielson or Adam Cole on that card. You know, let me get the return possibly of Adam Page here soon. Hopefully, uh, you know, AEW right now, what they're doing, man, it's red hot. It's got a lot of people's eyes and ears on the product right now. And right now they're giving you professional wrestling. I mean, hell, even last night, Tully Blanchard has asked for a match against Sting. Now, that's the other part of the podcast that I want to get into, too, with that whole comment between Tully Blanchard and Sting. Personally, I don't think it's going to be Tully Blanchard. I think it, we might have a situation where Ric Flair might come into the fold of AEW and might we might have a little face-to-face or altercation between none other, none other than Sting and one of his biggest rivals being Ric Flair, which I'm all for that. I'm all for Ric Flair coming into AEW and seeing how he would fit into the mold of what they're doing. You know, obviously his son-in-law, future son-in-law being Andrade. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with AEW, man. I mean, besides news and rumors as well, I mean, Kevin Owens. There's a lot of speculation about Kevin Owens coming over to AEW. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, if that were to happen, it would be huge. And I honestly think WWE's in a lot of trouble right now. Um, to a point where if AEW keeps doing what they're doing, we might see a complete change in professional wrestling where everybody has their eyeballs glued to AEW's product and nobody is watching WWE right now because eventually the Roman Reigns thing is going to get old, eventually. And having the likes of CM Punk and Daniel Bryant on AEW with guys like Adam Cole, possibly Bray Wyatt coming into the fold as well with AEW, Ruby Soho making her debut last night, The ships are, you know, the winds are starting to sail very heavy right now for uh, AEW for sure. And adding addition like Bray Wyatt, possibly Kevin Owens. I even heard the name of Sami Zayn, maybe Jeff Hardy. You know, things are starting to get red, red hot right now for AEW, man. I'm very, very excited. Um, The other thing I want to get into is the podcast itself. Um, I put out a podcast not too long ago about the future of the podcast and what we're going to be doing here in the foreseeable future. Well, what's going to happen with the podcast is this uh, anchor Spotify, stuff like that, which I appreciate all the, uh, you know, everybody, you know, checking out the podcast. I really do appreciate it uh, for right now. AEW uh, dynamite and news and rumors will be on anchor Spotify. So you guys can get that everything else. As far as WCW early stuff, survivor series, SummerSlam, WrestleManias, possible newer content with NWA power, uh, Bellator MMA, that will all exclusively be on YouTube. Now, I know some of you guys might be like, well, we put out a preview predictions for All Out. How come we're not getting a review for All Out? The reason why it's not on Spotify right now is because that I did a review for All Out. That is exclusively the YouTube. It's already up right now. So if you guys have a YouTube, go over to YouTube, man. Type in Stay Classic with Mr. Classic. The video is up right now. Go check it out. 
subscribe to the channel, turn on the notification bell, uh, hit a like. It's all over there, man. And I'm going to be putting a lot more content over on the YouTube page and the YouTube channel um, starting next week. So next week, it's going to be Monday Night Madness again with early NWA stuff. Uh, I believe Starcade 83 will be the first video I'll put up that I will put up on Monday for Monday Night Madness, which I'm very excited to call uh, just because the main event being Harley Race and Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, obviously, SummerSlam Survivor Series, as well as WrestleMania reviews as well, because I'm very excited to call WrestleMania because there's a lot of notable matches for WrestleMania. It's a show of immortals, and I can't wait to call some of the matches for you guys uh, and some of the reviews I'm going to do over there on Friday afternoon. So if you guys love the podcast, man, which I hope you guys do, swing over to YouTube, man. Type in Stay Classic with Mr. Classic. Subscribe to the channel, man. Turn on the notification uh, notification bell, and I will see you guys hopefully over at YouTube. So um, this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.